Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast, episode number 33 with Tyler Harrington. Uh, really uh, cool conversation uh, with an awesome guy. Uh, he's a wedding videographer and a host of his own podcast. It's focused on technology. Um, so definitely check out all the uh, cool stuff that we mentioned in this episode and the work that Tyler is doing. I uh, really appreciate his time and uh yeah, I know you'll really enjoy this episode, so get ready to plug in. And uh, after this quick message from our sponsor, this is episode number 33 with Tyler Harrington. Hey there, listeners. It's an honor to have our good friends at Swiftcake be a sponsor of the podcast because I've seen their work firsthand, and it's truly unlike any student leadership training I've experienced. They've been voted Best Student Leadership Program unprecedented five times, so you know they must be doing something right. As a bonus for our listeners, SwiftKick is giving a $500 discount off their normal speaking fee if you mention Higher Ed Geek when you contact them. I highly recommend their trainings for your campus as your students will be talking about it for months afterwards. It's really great stuff. Check them out at SwiftKickHQ.com to learn more and let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show. Man, I feel like I am... Uh... I'm envious of your setup there because I'm still kind of like <laughs> investing in um, getting everything like kind of set up like I now have uh, like we moved to a department that has, you know, like a guest room that we I kind of use for uh, doing my work and stuff so I can kind of like get out of the way. And now I'm like, oh, I have like space. I can like get yeah. everything that I've always wanted, like because uh, I've been like mobile pretty much like or just like, oh, I'll just find a quiet space somewhere like in the office right. or whatever. Um so yeah, I gotta uh, gonna get more stuff so I can feel like yeah. feel more legit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does. See, most people can't tell the difference, and honestly, like sometimes it doesn't make that much of a difference between the Yeti. Because I mean, the first couple of my podcasts were on the Yeti, um, and I just have a problem with like wanting to buy like way more expensive things than I probably need. <laughs> um, I justified it because so I had a, I have a YouTube channel, and I never took any money out of it for like over a year, mm. just because I never set up how to how to get all the money. So it was collecting money. I just wasn't taking it out. And I looked in there one day and I had like over $600 or something like that from just AdSense. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take this out. I'm just going to use this to buy all the podcast stuff right. uh, that I want. That's how I justified it. But it's not really necessary. But yeah, I guess because that's, I'll talk to a lot of people about podcasting. It is that idea of like, certainly the more you put into it, the more you get out of it or in terms of like the quality and that sort of thing. And it's, it's worth you know, even like investing like a little bit in, but I think it does like at a certain point. Yeah. Like it's incremental. Like most people might not notice. So we're like, well, technically the audio quality of the bike is like even better. And it's like a lot right. of people might not even be able to hear it. Like, yeah, um, most, so, most yeah. people have no idea. You know I mean? Like even like Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss doesn't use very expensive or fancy mics and he has probably arguably like the most popular podcast in the world. So mm. it's all relative as long as people can hear you and they're listening and everyone's listening on their phones or on their, you know, AirPods or earbuds or whatever anyway. So, you know, once everything gets edited and compressed and uploaded and downloaded and sent through those, it's all kind of like a wash right. at that point anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, and it sometimes is it's fun. like, yeah, like the if the content is good, my like my philosophy is like a lot of people are like they if it's not like pristine audio is like if the content is engaging, they'll probably listen to it, even if it's yeah. not like, you know, the most amazing thing. Um, exactly. So you just got to yeah. get to a point where it's not distracting. That's what I always say. If you can get to a point where the audio is like not distracting because it's either so bad or so this or so that that they can't understand what's going on. But then the the problem, the funny thing is, I'm I'm talking into this fancy mic, but then almost everybody I interview for my podcast, they're either talking like into their like, you know the little mic on their headphones or into their computer, like they don't have a fancy mic. So mm -hmm. 
you know, then half of this conversation sounds good and half of it doesn't. And I usually yeah. do less talking than they do. So yeah, yeah, just, that is always a funny thing. It's yeah. just fun. It's fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, I guess we'll, we'll talk more, um, about that, like kind of in the, uh, the body of the episode here, but I'm, sure, I'm very yeah. curious kind of like with your, in your story and just like, I, um, uh, kind of the, the happenstance kind of connection that we had just as a uh, kind of fellow podcasters, um, and just kind of learning more, like how you got into it and just kind of your, your professional journey and kind of the, the things that you geek out about and everything. It's always cool to, to hear from different people. Cause a lot of times I'll have people on that I know very well. So it's, you know, sometimes funny to talk through it where it's like, Hey, I know, I know. Like it's for everybody right. else. Um, so yeah, this is, you know, all, all good stuff for me to learn and, can learn more about your journey and all that. So, um, yeah, for sure. yeah, really appreciate you taking out the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and, uh, jump in here and start out as we always do. If you just want to introduce yourself quickly and kind of give, uh, you know, the brief kind of overview of your professional journey and how you got to be where you are today, then we'll, uh, dig into a couple of pieces. Sure. Uh, so yeah, so let's see. So my name is Tyler Harrington and I am a wedding filmmaker based here in Richmond, Virginia. My wife, Ashley and I, we work together and together we are the Harringtons. Um, we started doing this, uh, together when we got married, which is about five years ago. And, uh, yeah, we've been doing it ever since we both went full time with the business probably about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so kind of the way we fell into this whole thing is is sort of funny. So I, I started out as a photographer back in high school. Uh, I was you know, took all the photography classes in high school. In my senior year, I you know I was the uh, TA for the photography teacher, and I got suckered into doing the yearbook somehow, uh, just as a photographer. And I was all, doing all these photography related things. And when it was time to apply to college. Uh, you know, everyone said, oh, you know, pick something that you're passionate about and pick a subject that you're good at. Uh, but I was a straight B student. I was very okay with Bs and that was perfectly fine for right. me. Uh, so when I went to college, I had no idea what to choose. You know, I think when I applied, I applied for accounting because my dad's an accountant, but I am terrible at math. So that wasn't going to work out for me. So anyway, I eventually went in to college. I went to West Virginia University and I went in as a photojournalism major because I said, you know, I really like photography and they told me that they didn't have a photography program and they said that, you know, photojournalism was going to be the closest thing. So um, I went in, thought that was going to be great, uh, took the only two photography classes they offered as part of the major my freshman year and they were all review of what I learned in high school. Oh. So I realized that there was going to be a lot more journalism and a lot less photography. So decided that wasn't really the route for me. Uh, switched my major over to graphic design. Um, I had gotten involved in a Christian organization on campus called Campus Crusade for Christ or Crew, and through that I had sort of found this sort of need and passion for design and for making videos and things like that. So I thought the design route would be a good way for me to go. I uh, got involved, you know, went that route and ended up getting a degree in design. Took a ton of photography classes along the, along the way because turns out they actually have a photography degree that you can get as part of the art program. Apparently, my counselor didn't know that when I was a freshman, but Yikes. Uh, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of how it goes at a big university like that, I guess. Um, but so sort of along the way, everyone kind of knew me as a photographer. Um, and like a lot of people who do weddings, I kind of got started because a friend of mine was getting married and he said, Hey, I know you have a fancy camera. We can't afford a professional. Would you be able or willing to shoot my wedding? I said, sure, whatever. He's like, yeah, I'll give you 200 bucks. I was like, 
perfect. That's a ton of money. Great. That sounds amazing. Uh, so, you know, shot his wedding and I spent a ton, a ton, a ton of time, so many hours on the internet reading through blogs and on YouTube and all these different things, researching everything that I could about weddings and wedding photography and what to expect and what I needed. And I even went out and I, you know, scrounged a bunch of money together, like kind of convinced my parents to give me like a little bit of money and took some money I made from like DJing some weddings and all this stuff to buy a new camera for this. Like I kind of went all in on this just not even really thinking it was going to become anything. I just wanted to do a good job for this guy's wedding. You know, I thought it was a big, you know, pretty important. Um, and then, so from there, everything kind of just started snowballing. Um, you know, I, I just, it was a perfect time. It was kind of the perfect storm. A lot of friends who are graduating, um, a lot of friends who are, you know, getting married and, and those types of things that didn't necessarily want a professional quote unquote professional, you know, and I started just doing more and more and more of my friends' engagements and weddings and, and things like that. Um, along the way, I, I said, I bought that camera that shot video. I kind of started dabbling in video. Um, and the same sort of deal, I, I, I made a video. I went, I actually had, I was DJing a wedding and I had to go to the rehearsal dinner to set up all the sound system or whatever. And while I was there, I shot a bunch of random video clips, you know, with my new fancy DSLR that shot video, uh, you know, put those together in a montage I made in iMovie, put it on Facebook and a girl from back home, her mom saw it and you know, reached out to me and said, Hey, my daughter, my older daughter is getting married next summer. So it was probably, you know, like eight months away. Uh, would you be interested or willing to film her wedding? And I was like, I've never filmed a wedding before, but I've been doing photography and I started to invest in some photography gear. So I was like, yeah, sure. So the same sort of deal. I spent the next eight months doing everything I could to research and sort of pour into what goes into wedding filmmaking and what do you need and what sort of gear do you have to have and how does that all work and whatever. So, you know, went and did that wedding. And again, it went pretty well. Um, I'm pretty proud of it considering it was my first ever wedding. Um, and then from there, it just sort of took off. And it was, you know, we we're doing half of half of the weddings every year we we're doing were photo, half of them were video. And my wife got I got married soon after that started doing it together. Um, and like, I guess, as I say, that sort of the rest is history. And we've, uh, we've been doing it ever since. And then just last year, we dropped photos. So we're just doing video now. Um, so weddings is our primary thing. But we also do a lot of video work for um, creative small businesses and entrepreneurs and help um, other, you know, photographers and people like that in the wedding industry um, do things like courses and do promo films and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, so that's sort of like the short, long version of how I got yeah, to where I am yeah. today. Um, well, I guess that's cool. And like part of it, one, just being like the self-taught part of it, because I think there's just a lot of pretty high quality content out there to like if people are curious about learning pretty much anything but like because yeah that was my path with podcasting i'd always been a fan of the medium and just had an opportunity to work with um a good friend to, to start one with the you know people who are listening probably know like the student affairs collective podcast just like a higher ed focused one and now sort of doing my own thing in a similar way but just like it was still some of those like fundamentals that i learned you know now like four years ago doing you know weekly podcasts like i just did a lot of like Google searches and like really just kind of plugged in with, uh, with content just to, to learn how to do it. And certainly just like doing it is a very good teacher, like just going out there and, you know, maybe you mess up sometimes or just, you know, you keep doing something like, Oh, I, I wish it would be easier to do this. And you might find a way to do that. Um, so it's cool that that was part of your journey. And I guess it's neat now, I guess. Cause I imagine the, 
sort of being part of the kind of like wedding industrial complex like that could maybe be stressful or just like you know that sort of brand of uh customers could be difficult sometimes i imagine people are very particular what they're looking for but being yeah. able to like still do that because it's always you know people are always gonna uh, want to have those special moments kind of uh, captured and captured well but sort of being like okay what else or what's next and kind of keep keep a new challenge and keep it engaging and um all that sort of stuff but um and you mentioned, you know, uh, I guess that funny um, slip up with your uh, like academic advisor or whatever in college. But, you know, and maybe if that was like something that helped you to be confident, like navigating your own way and, you know, like learning on your own or anything like that. But I mean, like what were those kind of pieces of your college experience that were kind of like fundamental for you and really like, you know, gave you something personally and or professionally that you still use today? Yeah, it's funny. Um, I've I've been thinking about that, and I definitely think because I feel like there's a lot of debate and discussion on the internet these days talking about like is college worth it? Do you need a college mm-hmm. degree for this or for that or whatever? Especially in you know the wedding industry, you know, obviously no one's none of our brides are asking to see any sort of a degree or anything like that, right? They just want to see the experience. They want to see what you know. Um, but I definitely think that college taught me a lot, and I learned a ton of really valuable things from being in the graphic design program. And a lot of it, honestly, was putting me out of my comfort zone. Um, I went into the, you know, I wanted to do graphic design. I knew I was interested in that. But in order to do that, you had to join the art department, you know, it's an art degree. So I had to take all of the basic art classes. So I was doing drawing and, um, you know, I had to take all the different art electives and do all these different things where I was making sculptures and making things out of duct tape and like doing all these things that were way outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I'd never taken a drawing class in my entire life. I had never done anything artistic in college I, or in high school. I only took photography things. Those were my only like art classes. So doing anything with my hands, all these different things. So I think that that pushing me outside of my comfort zone is really good. And it forced me to sort of learn and experiment with new things and figure out like, Hey, I can actually, I can actually do these things that I would say, like normally I would say, like, I'm a terrible drawer. I, I can't learn how to do those things. I'm just not good with X, Y, or Z, but it forced me because I didn't have a choice to learn how to do those things, to push myself in that way. Um, so that was a really big aspect. I think of it that at the time I just thought it was, it was awful and I hated it. Uh, but looking back at it now, I can really see that that did help me, kind of like push me in that direction. And then the way that the design program is set up at WVU, I think that they do a pretty good job of, they don't focus very much on the programs at all. So almost nothing that we learned was, you know, in Photoshop, use this key or use this tool or do this whatever. It was very much focused on the creative process and the design process and how to go from, you know, uh, working with clients and how to use, take an idea and making it into fruition and how to go through all the different ideations and all those different things. And obviously we learned some technical things, you know, like color theory and typography and those, those types of things. But as far as the programs and that stuff goes, that was all self-taught. So everything for that, I mean, they'd obviously show you a few things here or there that you needed, but if you wanted to do something beyond the scope of whatever they showed you in class, that was on you to figure it out. So that very early on taught me how to teach myself how to do things. So, you know, using YouTube and using different blogs and just the resources of the internet to learn how to do this certain thing in Photoshop or Illustrator or whatever um, was super, super valuable. Um, 
And then the design degree helped me a lot so in starting our business. You know, um, that's one of the things I think people have a really hard time starting a business, getting off the ground is there's so many things you have to do on your own, you know, making your own website, making your own logo, making your own business cards, especially at the very beginning when you don't have any money. Mm. Um, so that was super valuable for me that I, for the first couple ideations of our website and business cards and all those things, I could do all that myself. And I had a, you know, it wasn't perfect. And uh, we've hired designers since then just because I don't have time or the brain power to do all those things. But you know, at the very beginning, making ourselves look as professional as possible, given you know the small budget that we had and just using more time than than money was definitely super valuable. So yeah, I mean, I think I gained a, a lot from college, even if I'm not using my degree that much on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess, you know, yeah, you made kind of a willing choice, especially now kind of pursuing more, um, video and stuff. So I guess what is kind of engaging you a lot right now about the current work that you're doing? Like, what was that? Maybe like that decision point. Cause I'm always curious about those kind of points when you're just like, you know what, I have to kind of, you know, there's just maybe this fork in the road and it, you know, I kind of have to make maybe like a hard decision, but, um, you know, with the current work that you're doing, it's just talk a little bit more about that, of like how you came to, um, kind of what you're focusing on now and just what you enjoy most about it. Yeah. So like I said, I've been a photographer since I was in high school, you know, which was, you know, 10 plus years ago now, which makes me feel super old, even though uh, I know that I, I know that I'm not. Uh, but so for a long time, my identity was sort of wrapped up in that, you know, oh, that's Tyler. He's a photographer. Oh, who's that? Oh, Tyler Harrington. He's a photographer. Like that was sort of who I was or who I thought that people uh, associated me with, with photography. So dropping photography from what we offered for a long time was really, really hard. People have been telling us for years, friends in the industry, like you guys just do video video. You're so good at video, just stick with video. Uh, but that was really hard for me personally. Um, so that took kind of getting over that hurdle and that sort of mental, you know, identity crisis, maybe you want to call it. Um, but once we were able to do that and decide, okay, no, we're just going to focus on video. We're going to be known as video, like videographers, like the prime, like very good high-end wedding filmmakers here in Virginia, then it sort of like opened up a whole nother world of possibilities. So um, like I said, we do primarily weddings. We shoot between 20 and 25 weddings a year, um, my wife and I. So we just, this past weekend, we had a double header, you know, shot two, two, two weddings. And that's pretty much what we do all every weekend in the summer, more or less. You know, we have a few weeks off here or there, but um, for the most part, you know, especially in Virginia, people are really getting married between April and October are kind of like the main months. Mm -hmm. So really, we don't shoot any weddings between November and March. Like that's considered that our off season. So um, and then uh, in addition to that, like I was saying, we do things with other photographers like courses and we do promo films and we do uh, films for small local businesses and things like that. Things where we can use the skills that we have from doing weddings, kind of transfer that storytelling that we try and you know, encapsulate in our wedding films and bring that to people's businesses, bring those to other areas of life. Um, and that's honestly, I mean, that's kind of where we're at and that's what we do primarily the primary work that we're doing. And I just really love the video aspect of things, um, for a bunch of different reasons. One, it's really technical, right? There's a lot of technical knowledge and gear and things to research and stuff like that. And that's really just how my brain works. Um, ever since I was really little, I remember like buying my first ever cell phone and spending ye- like weeks researching and trying to find like the perfect first cell phone. It was right, like, you know, flip, right. a flip phone. <laughs> they didn't have like specs. There was no screen. It was like, you know, the, you know, it was just, but I really wanted to get like the best one and I had to like do all the research. Right. So starting from all the way back then until now, 
now. So being in the video world is perfect for me because there's so many things to research as far as like lenses and cameras and microphones and cables and this and that. You know, there's so many the possibilities are endless. Um, so I really love that aspect of it the creative storytelling part of it. But then just being in the wedding industry for us, um, we really love that because we get to meet a ton of really, really awesome people. Uh, you know, every single weekend we're meeting new new people who would probably never have a chance to interact with, but not only just meet them, but like meet them on this like deeper level. You know, obviously it's their wedding day. So um, we're seeing them in this very important day of their life, but also surrounded by like their friends and their family. And you get to see them in a different light than most people would probably ever get to see them. Um, and there's something really special about that that we really you know we really enjoy really try and appreciate that as much as possible but not only just knowing them in that aspect but then taking that part of their story and taking what we're knowing in this interaction we're having with them and turning that into a film that they can have and they can remember for the rest of their lives and hopefully you know pass down to their children and their grandchildren and things like that so what we're doing having that weight and sort of that impact um, also just makes that really really special well i guess you i think tapped on i'm sure because <laughs> it's and maybe you can talk a little bit more about like, um, cause it's sort of like part of your sort of mosaic of the things that you do right now is, you know, you do a podcast and I think, you know, sort of leading to the next question of like a thing that you geek out about, you're saying is like, you like the gear, like you like the tech and you know, that's what your yeah. podcast focused on. So I guess maybe just talk through that sort of, uh, that story of like how you decided maybe that was just like, you wanted to kind of play around with some new like toys and stuff and it, you know, kind of snowballed from there or something. But, um, yeah, I guess just talk about your podcast a little bit. Cause I know you just kind of yeah, you geek out about technology and just talking about it and kind of, our, you know, it's role in our lives. And I'll say, I listened to specifically the one that I it, like really resonated cause I, I, it, it sort of fits in, but not really the one episode that you did about, uh, the price is right. Mm -hmm. I, I was just yeah. like so encaptured by that. And I was just, yeah. I was like, yes, I'm curious about every detail of what it's like to be in the prices. Right. But right. yeah, like, then everything else is, you know, like pretty much all kind of like technology focused for the most part and stuff. So, um, right. but, uh, yeah, definitely recommend that episode as well as checking out all of them. But, um, so I guess, yeah, talk through that story of just sort of like starting the podcast and what that's kind of meant for you and kind of, you know, why you keep doing it. Sure. Yeah. So my podcast is called Ties Tech Line and it sort of formed out of my love and sort of passion for researching things and technology and things like that. I spend a ton of time, probably way more time than I'm willing to admit, uh, watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts and things like that. Um, and it's always sort of been that way. And like I said, even going all the way back to like researching my first cell phone to literally anything. I just love like finding out like all the all the information I sort of pour myself into whatever it is that I'm interested in no matter what it is I love like researching and finding out as much as I can about it even if it's unnecessary information you know I know way more information about Android phones that I'm never going to buy and I've been an iPhone user for 10 years I'm never going to switch to Android but I can tell you the specs of all like the newest Android phones and things like that just because that's just what's interesting to me and how my brain works so I have all this information and I've been like you know spending all this time researching all these things and I decided you know I should probably do something with this information um, so when I turn it into a podcast and so that was part of it and then also a lot of my friends and just like people in my life always seem to call me with technology questions like hey I can't get my printer to work or hey my phone's doing this weird thing or hey what camera should I buy or hey you know whatever it might be you know I'm, I'm gonna buy a new laptop what laptop should I get whatever so that's kind of where the, the name came from because it became this kind of running joke with some of my friends like they would call me 
and I'd answer the phone, Ty's tech line, because I knew that they had a question about some sort of technological thing. So I kind of took that idea and that sort of just like general passion for technology and decided like, hey, okay, I want to do a podcast because one, I love podcasts. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. And two, because it's something different. Um, I do a lot of video editing, obviously, you know, we have a YouTube channel as well where we do, you know, some education for wedding filmmakers and things like that, um, which I love, which is, YouTube is a whole nother thing that I'm super passionate about and very interested in. But the, it's not a problem, but the only thing with that is that it's more editing, it's more filming, it's more talking about weddings and wedding films and things like that. Um, and sometimes I just need kind of a break from that. And I want to do something that's just a little bit different, a little bit outside of that scope and outside of that world. Um, so the podcast to me was a really great way to sort of start something new, you know, challenge myself with sort of a new thing to learn. Um, like you talked about the gear. I love the idea of like learning about, you know, learning more about audio and what goes into audio and all the microphones and all the cables and the interfaces and all the different things that I need and the editing and how to make it sound as good as possible. You know, like, so of course, when I started the podcast, I went on a deep dive into the, you know, world of YouTube, learning how to make a podcast and the best, you know, tech, the gear and the, systems and the editing and all that sort of stuff um and just something different i guess a different for my brain to sort of unwind and do something that's so creative and creating something that's not video that i can talk about things that aren't necessarily wedding filmmaking video gear related um and i use the term like technology very loosely about the things that i talk about with people because i think that Technology impacts everybody in no matter kind of where they are. So I can pretty much talk to anybody and have any sort of conversation and sort of like loosely tie into technology. You know, like the Price is Right episode literally is just all about my friend who was on the Price is Right and won, won the, whole, the whole showcase on the Price is Right, which I mean, sort of is techni- technology because it's a TV show and it's on TV. You know, I mean, so it's like kind of <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Loose, like loosely there. Uh, so I try, I try not to stick to, you know, too hard and fast when it comes to the technology thing. Um, but yeah, so I've just, I've been loving it. And it's, again, it's a new skill to learn, like how to interview, how to hold a conversation, how to speak well, uh, all these different like little mini personal challenges with no real like repercussions, right? Cause I'm not being paid to do it. I'm not even trying to make any money off of it. It's really just for fun. So I don't feel as much pressure to perform or to turn something around so quickly or so perfectly, or I can experiment a little bit more and not be so worried about the the end result or somebody being mad or whatever mm-hmm. well and you already mentioned like some of those like positive ways that it you know it's it's a it's a hobby more or less and it's but it's still kind of giving you kind of meaningful you know interactions whether it's new people or deepening connections that you might have with um, kind of people part of your current network but yeah it helps you to learn new things and certainly helped me be a lot more conscious of like how I speak and how I kind of, you know, interact with people and stuff. So I don't know if there's anything else that, you know, maybe when you have like, you know, the kind of off season or, you know, that rare off weekend from weddings and stuff like other stuff that you, you know, you geek out about that you do um, to relax and unwind and like sort of how those things have kind of positively contributed to your life um, in in terms of, yeah, just like those hobbies and interests. Yeah. um, I, like I said, I love, getting into new things and every time I get in and it doesn't matter what it is I'm always going to like research all of like the gear and the tech and the techniques and like the best way to do and it doesn't matter what it is so in my you know those things have varied over the years from you know I got really into like weightlifting you know for a little bit and like learning all the different techniques and all the different gear you might need or the different you know ways to do a Mm -hmm. overhead 
squat or whatever, you know, those types of things. I got into running. So like what shoes should I get for my feet, foot type or like what are all the different things people have for running? What are the best like techniques? Like whatever, like whatever it is, I just get into it. Um, so like YouTube is something that I'm always like super passionate about. Um, I love watching stuff on Netflix. Um, we have movie pass, which I talk a little bit about on my podcast, but movie pass has been huge for me. Um, I can got it in January. So going to a lot of different movies and the freedom to go to see movies that I wouldn't maybe normally see. Um, but then being able to learn, you know, watching them sort of from a filmmaker perspective of, you know, how are they lighting this? How is this shot? How is it? Whatever. Even if I don't care as much about like the story or it may not be a movie that I would maybe pay to go see trying, you know, just a, opening myself up to different things and trying to learn um, stuff like that. I've been really into hiking recently. Um, we live here in Virginia. There's tons and tons of amazing places to go hiking and to explore and, and stuff like that. So I've been really into hiking and, of course, figuring out like the best gear and the different things that you need and the right, the best shoes and the best this whatever and finding all the different like YouTube channels about people who are, you know, hikers and whatever, you know, like all those different things. Um, and yeah, and like just podcasts in general um but and i think that for like you asked like how like how is it like beneficial to my life or how does that um positively sort of impact my life like i said i think that having this sort of curiosity about things in life and then just this ability to sort of research everything um allows me to make really informed decisions about pretty much anything in my life i'm pretty confident that if i wanted pretty much anything that i want to do if i put my mind to it i can research it enough find out enough about it to do it and do it well. I don't like going into things unprepared. I don't like going into things and making like uh, uninformed decisions. So all of my passions sort of fall under that and sort of are a good training ground for teaching me how to teach myself how to do whatever it might be. So whether that's like something I know nothing about, which is like cars is something I know absolutely nothing about. Uh, Grew up if the light, if you need a headlight change, you take it to the dealership because that's just how it goes. You know, like <laughs> right, I never yeah. knew how to do anything about cars, but now like my, uh, my father-in-law is, was, was a mechanic for a number of years and like he knows a lot about cars. So, you know, learning from him, but also knowing like, Hey, I can go on YouTube. If I really need to know how to do something, I can go on YouTube and like figure it out or, you know, whatever it might be. And it gives me like kind of the confidence, um, to do those types of things. And just being as well-rounded as, as possible, I guess, just in my different passions and technologies and, you know, using things like podcasts to learn more about uh, current events and the news because I hate watching the news because it just makes me cringe uh, from uh-huh. a from a production standpoint. The local news just makes my brain makes my brain hurt. Right. Uh, but I like <laughs> listening to podcasts, you know, just so I can stay informed about the government and things that are going on in a way that I never have been before. I used to be very uninformed and I just like didn't really care. Um, so, yeah, I think there's lots of positives to being slightly obsessive and compulsive about certain things (laughs) well no yeah i think it's you know you just kind of reframe it it's like that very proper geeky nerdy kind of personality like you know you kind of deep dive as you kind of because it seems like maybe like they might be kind of like a phase in the sense of like you're not obviously like always going to be as deeply into each individual thing but it's like you kind of really absorb a lot of information and you'll kind of have like you know sort of the greatest tips about like the important things to know about hiking and you know you'll be like well this is how i do it i learned a lot and like i kind of trimmed all this information I just learned, but yeah, it's like you have kind of a growth mindset. You're like, if I need to figure something out, I'm, I'm confident in the fact that I probably can, I know where to go to learn about it. And, you know, uh, even if you're not always into the things that you explore, you can, you know, I assume have like an appreciation for just like people who are like super into hiking. Like, yeah, I get it. You know, like, Oh, and there's like cool, you know, gear to do this, that, and the other thing or um, anything like that. And cause it's like, 
certainly the dark side of being like really into the things that you're into is like everybody has to enjoy them in the way that I enjoy them. Or if you don't like the thing that I like, I hate you or whatever, you know, but it's just like, yeah, you kind of like, because I I definitely feel like I'm, you know, like I'll sort of like um, do a lot of like appetizers of different, you know, just in terms of like, oh, yeah, like I have gotten into Twitch recently or yeah, like I watch a lot of YouTube videos or like, yeah, I'm listening to these different podcasts or yeah, I played this game for a little bit and just like kind of like, you know, sample everything and just have an appreciation of it, even though it's like, well, yeah, I'm not as into it as anybody else might be, but um, just have an understanding of what sort of the the appeal might be. But um, yeah, and it's all yeah. Cool, yeah, yeah all I love cool to take like a yeah. deep dive into it, just kind of get as much information I can, absorb as much as I can, kind of right away. And obviously, I'm never going to know as much about somebody who's been hiking on a regular basis for 15 years. But just like knowing enough that I can either like I can go do it and enjoy it and know that I'm like not going to like hurt myself or make a fool of myself or whatever. Right, right. And then I can like converse with people about it in a way that sounds like intelligent, um, even though it may not be something that I'm like super, super knowledgeable of. Like I know enough to just like kind of be dangerous. And I feel like I kind of have spread that across like a variety of things. So I know just like like you said, like a deep but like not so deep amount of information like i can absorb like really quickly and then just kind of keep that and you know have that for a long time but then there obviously there are certain things that i've been passionate about for a long time you know like filmmaking and video and things like that that have been sort of like an ongoing passion for years and years and years so i'm going you know keep going deeper and deeper in that and i think you have to be able to like go learn something else and then kind of circle back. If i was just only focused on filmmaking and learning more about filmmaking and cameras and whatever you know, 365, you know, all, all the time, eventually you kind of get burned out on that. So I kind of like to go like invest in other stuff, research in other stuff, and then kind of come back to something like, you know, always sort of coming back to filmmaking. Okay. What's something else new I can learn? What's a new technique? What's a new this or whatever. And then you kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, I feel pretty good about this. And you go to something else and you sort of always find your way back to those main things that you're passionate about. But yeah, I love being able to talk to people about like almost anything that comes up have like i said just enough information to hold a conversation and to sound like i know i'm talking about yeah well yeah and especially with like news or sports or something you know just being like oh kind of like yeah. dabble or you know because it's like if yeah. you're not talking to me about video i don't know what the hell you're talking about like, just like right yeah, like, yeah we yeah. can only talk to tyler about video i guess i don't know like he doesn't know about anything else it's right. like yeah, and like, like sports yeah. is a good thing too like i yeah. love pretty much any sport like i feel like i know like uh, the basic the rules like the understanding the basic strategy of pretty much like any sport um certain sports i know better than others like i played ice hockey for 15 years so obviously i know more about ice hockey than i do about some other things like football i know enough about football where i can again converse i know all the rules and i know i can watch a game and be into it and passionate about it and have a general idea of like the positions but somebody who's actually played football knows a lot more about like the responsibilities of a defensive tackle than i have no i don't really know like i know that that's a where that generally is and the generally what they do but i've never played defense i've never played football my whole life so i don't really know what it's like to be a defensive tackle or what it's like to do any of these things but I know enough about it. And then I love getting into like the playoffs of anything, like whatever it is, I'll watch, you know, I'll watch uh, any of the masters for golf. I'll watch uh, the final for the U S open for tennis. I'll watch when I was, I was traveling to South Africa and I got super into cricket Right, it happened to be the cricket world cup was on and the guy in South Africa was teaching me about cricket. So I got super into cricket and learned everything I could about cricket for three weeks. You know, haven't really watched cricket since, but I know a lot about it now and it was something I was super interested in learning more about. So I think that it's a personality thing, but I also think that it's good just to sort of have that in, in general. Uh, cause I feel like there's so many people who I talk to 
in you know photography or video or whatever that are doing things just like very ineffectively or like they just like don't understand like really basic things that can really get you into trouble if you don't understand these basic things uh-huh. so i think there is value to knowing how to find at least get like a baseline so that you're not going to make like a major mistake or like doing something very ineffectively for a long period of time um but then there's also certain things that I know or certain things that I get passionate about that people could probably argue are a waste of time because they don't really matter to my life or anybody else's life. But I don't know. I think it's just a personality thing yeah. as well. Well, I think like because, yeah, like I said, you can bring it back to the, the kind of the core things that for one are like your job or just your main hobbies that you've always been into. And like if, yeah, like you got into hiking, you learned a lot about it and you then like do it occasionally you might be like, well, I could like use a GoPro to film hiking, you know, and you can sort of like bring in your kind of core, you know, geekdoms, as I say, you know, like in your core yeah. geekdoms into other things or vice versa. But then like, yeah, I think the, the main takeaway that cause I, I feel like I, I'm kind of striving in that direction as well. It's just like never being intimidated by not knowing something or understanding it. Because again, like you have the confidence to be like, well, I will learn about that. Or like, yeah, like I'll absorb as much as I can to understand it. And, and also, yeah, I can help you to, um, have that curiosity and bond with people with what they might be like really into. And that's like the main geek them for them. Like, yeah, they, they love cricket and you're like, I know nothing about that. Please teach me. I'm not like intimidated. Be like, like, Oh my God, you know, just like, right. You sort of blow it off. It's just like, yeah, you, you have that openness and kind of the growth mindset and just can connect with people, which is always what I'm like striving to do with this show is that, yeah, there's a lot of times people talk about stuff and it's like, we have the exact opposite sort of like fandoms. Like I'm not, you know, right. uh, not as much into Nintendo. Unfortunately, like I played them growing up, but some people are like, I, love it it's like always been my like video game system and i'm like i mean yeah I, I appreciate it but i don't play it as much anymore but i'm not gonna like again also be like oh if you don't like what i like you know your opinions are wrong or something it's just like having appreciation and you know sort of learning from other people and having that openness and stuff so um yeah that's great yeah. That's and that's why fun. i love my podcast because i got to talk to like a bunch of different people from sort of like all different areas all walks of life it doesn't kind of really matter where they're coming from just sort of that curiosity mindset helps me to like i can talk to anybody for an hour like it doesn't <laughs> really matter we can have an interesting conversation for an hour just because my curious brain will want to know if it's something i know nothing about that's probably even better because that just means i have a million different questions and we can you know keep this thing rolling for an hour to find out and like with the prices right that was genuine just I've always wanted to know those things and it was just like getting to ask every question I never had um so yeah and I think that I think it's a good skill to have I think it's a good thing to possess so yeah yeah it's great yeah encourage more folks to uh nurture that within themselves so um and yeah and if there's um kind of anything within you know yeah I've seen a lot of movies or you know listening to podcasts and all those things that you kind of consume anything sort of noteworthy recently um, or just kind of like all-time favorites anything that like you're reading watching listening to that you'd like to recommend that we can uh, include in the show notes yeah so i'm definitely not a big reader um i read like one book a year and usually we're at the beach uh for vacation in <laughs> right, the summer right. uh and i usually try and pick a book that's going to become a movie for whatever reason uh mm-hmm. that's been my habit for the last couple of years but um yeah so listen to a ton of podcasts um i have a couple I've, i wrote them down so i didn't forget so just some of i, I listen to way too many but the the ones i kind of listen to regularly are the daily from the new york times which mm-hmm. is where i kind of get all my general information about the world um i think that it's good it's uh i it's not super leaning i don't think one way or the other some people might argue differently than that but i like it because it offers uh what to me seems like a viewpoint that i can 
appreciate, even if I don't agree with everything they say. They don't say it in like a super hostile way. Uh, so The Daily is really good. Armchair Expert is a newer podcast by Dax Shepard. Uh, and it's just a really interesting insight into sort of like the lives and the personalities of these like pretty major celebrities that he has on his podcast. But speaking in like a, I don't know, kind of humanizing the whole celebrity experience and bringing it to a level that people can understand. I think it's really interesting. It's uh, borderline inappropriate some of it what they talk about depending on uh depending, Fair on, warning. Where you, yeah. depending on where you're coming from yeah but uh <laughs> he talks very openly about being addicted to cocaine for like 15 years you know and how he's getting clean from that but um yeah so it's really interesting um vergecast is one of my favorite tech podcasts i've listened to that for years um h3 podcast again also sort of like inappropriate in, in certain ways but i think that they have a really interesting insight into certain things i like that they don't think anything like me like they're pretty much the opposite of me and how they think about things but i like hearing their opinions on on things and it's funny sometimes um and then you know the classic how i built this is kind of one of my favorites um to kind of fall back on just it, more about like entrepreneurship and things like that which uh, as a like business owner really speak to me um and then youtube casey neistat duh like everyone listens to casey mm-hmm. Neistat, or follows casey neistat uh, the Verge, uh, Mango Street, I think is a really interesting podcast or uh, YouTube channel. Rather, they're very uh, super creative. They're based out of LA. Um, they've just blown up. I think they reached like a million subscribers in like like a year or something crazy like that. Wow. Um, and then I've been listening to a lot of Beats One interviews uh, on YouTube just because I find it very interesting to hear people whose jobs it is to interview people and kind of take that and harness that and try and use those skills and see how they do certain things for my own podcast and stuff like that so yeah, yeah those are pretty much the things i'm into plus a million other a million other things but yeah <laughs> yeah well i'm sure yeah if uh, folks like follow you uh, and want to like you know engage uh, on social media if they were like so wait like what is your like video channel that you watch or you know like wedding videos or something or yeah obviously they can find your stuff and i'm sure you share a lot of good resources for like you know your own uh, youtube channel as well so um but yeah, we'll wrap up uh, the episode here um, as we always do. If you just want to kind of on the optimistic notes, uh, something or things that you were looking forward to in your job, life, and or the world. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a really good question. <laughs> it's a big um, one. There, uh, uh, so we're actually taking the whole month of July off. Uh, which we really intentionally try to do this year because, like I said, normally we work our butts off throughout the entire summer, and it's just like this crazy marathon of sleeplessness and and being tired all the time. So we're taking the whole month of July off. So I'm excited for that, like a little break, um, which sounds like a weird thing to be excited for, I guess. But uh, I think that's going to be good for us. I think it's going to be smart. Hopefully we're going to try and do some traveling in there, hopefully go to some place that we can do some hiking and and stuff like that. Um, So I'm excited for that and just to sort of, um, you know, be able to step away from things for a little bit. Um, Something completely unrelated to technology. Um, My, I grew, like I said, I played ice hockey my whole life and I'm from the Washington DC area and the Washington Capitals are actually in the Stanley Cup finals for the first time ever. And, or not the first time ever, first time in my lifetime, the first time in a very, very long time uh, since I've been a fan anyway. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Last night we lost game one, but that's okay. Uh, I think it's, I'm just excited for that series. I'm excited to see what's going to end up happening. Um, And I just like, can't wait to see who ends up winning. I don't know. Um, I'm excited about that. And in the world, there's so many things. Uh, I, I think the power that like education and the internet provides people i think that they're i'm excited to see kind of where we're able to take that in the years going forward um and i i think that the shift away from 
sort of having to live the American dream and shift away from having to follow a very specific path and a very specific timeline. I'm excited to sort of see where the next generation of people are able to sort of take that. Um, you know, even people, I guess this would be kids who are like in high school now or even a little bit younger than that, just to see what the world will look like where that is more of the norm as opposed to just like you have to go to college as soon as you graduate and you have to do this, you have to get a job, you have to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I'm excited to see where the world goes from that. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, and that's uh, certainly, you know, my day job kind of works in that sort of like lifelong learning, digital education kind of thing. And, you know, people being able to, yeah, like if your path kind of zigs and zags or whatever, it's, you know, uh, kind of whatever might be calling to you or if you're needing to make a career shift for one reason or another, there's just yeah a lot more like platforms and accessibility to do those sort of things. And um, yeah, because we're like living through, I think, like these sort of like millennial phase or sort of like the wave of the big change being like freelance remote and just like these different things. And it's like, yeah, who knows what's going to be like the next wave? Like, but it's right. just an idea. Like, yeah, certainly people can follow their own path. And um, even if it's sort of just kind of the quote unquote, like side hustles or something that it can be a hobby. It can be something that they're, you know, compensated for that they uh, really find out a lot of meaning for and positively contributes to your life. And, you know, it can be this unique intersection of their uh, passions and strengths and stuff. So it's like, yeah, like it's an amazing time right now in that regard. And yeah, it's just like, I'm yeah. certainly the optimist as well. of just like believing in, you know, kind of collective humanity's uh, capacity to just like keep making things better where it's like, it is a long arc for sure. Um, and mm -hmm. things can be, you know, uh, kind of tough in the moment, but, um, yeah, we're certainly getting to an interesting place. And if it's like, yeah, just the way that things work, I mean, yeah, it's like, maybe I can't even conceptualize what that would look like because I'm sure a lot of people didn't even predict kind of where we are now. So it's just, uh, yeah, just kind of go along for the ride and, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just always, uh, yeah, very much. Yeah. Just kind of like a, a futurist and like, yeah, uh, you know, sort of enjoying technology and kind of how it augments things and changes things. But, um, yeah, I mean, cause like, that's my story, you know, like I never, I was in college, I never in a million years thought I was going to be doing this. I stumbled into it a hundred percent. It was one of the, those things that just kind of kept growing and just kept making more sense and we kept making more money. And then I got to a point where it's like, it doesn't make sense for me to have a normal job because the amount of time I would spend there, I can make way more money doing what I'm doing at home. Or even if it's the same amount of money, you know, cause it's, you know, it's not like we're, um, making significantly more than I would if I had a salary job doing something in a similar field, you know. Um, but we, the freedom that we have to go on vacation whenever we want and not to worry about taking pay time off or if we want to take a day off because we're tired or we want to go do whatever. Like we have the freedom to do sort of whatever. Um, and there's, you know, there's a lot of sort of scary things that come with that. You know, we don't have consistent income necessarily. You know, we've got to earn, we've got to make everything that we're going to make. Um, nothing is guaranteed. We've got to go out there and make it happen. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, the sky's the limit. So I think there's, you know, tons of value to working for yourselves and living, you know, entrepreneurial life. Um, and for us, we're not going to, we know we're not going to do weddings forever. You know, um, we've been doing it for, you know, five years now. Um, but we're looking, you know, towards the future of having a family and those types of things. And we know that it, the life we're living right now is not sustainable long term. Um, so that's another like scary slash like exciting thing is to sort of see like who knows where I'm going to be five years from now, 10 years from now. Um, hopefully, you know, doing something related to what I'm passionate about. And um, I don't it's like hard to imagine ever going back to a normal, you know, nine to five type of corporate sort of environment. Um but, you know, who knows? Yeah, who knows what the future holds? And I think that's both really exciting, kind of scary at the same time. Um, but yeah, and the the beauty of it is, like you said, like the 
the possibilities are endless. There's no set thing that we have to do or some set rule that we have to follow. We can kind of make our own way and make our own path. And, and that's, I think that's exciting. Yeah. Um, well, I think that is a beautiful moment to end on here. Um, really appreciate your time, Tyler. And uh, yeah, we'll have uh, ways in the show notes for folks to connect with you and all the things that you mentioned. And um, yeah, just uh, again, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, just have a good rest of your day and good rest of your week. Perfect. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. This podcast is a proud member of the Connect EDU Podcast Network, bringing together diverse voices and thoughtful discussions to the higher ed community. Check us out online at connectedu.network or on Twitter at connectedupod. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.